What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of End Times Like These. Um, tonight, uh, it's been kind of rough trying to start this off, but I really believe that God has something to speak to someone's heart tonight. I pray, or I mean, tonight in the morning, whenever you listen to this, lunchtime, if this is a break time, you're in your car, you're in your living room, even if you're in your study time and you just want to find something for a little bit of encouragement, I uh, I really feel like God's got something for you. And um, I want to start this off. I've got two of my friends with me. I've got Dominion Chris. Say what's up. Hey. I've got Mike Chris. Say what's up. What's up? And uh, I'm going to start it off. I want for you to tell me your best piece of advice that you've ever gotten. And um, one one being mine is uh, I was always told growing up, it, it don't have to be from a certain person, but I was always told growing up, you show me your friends, I'll show you your future. And it really resonated with me about finding friends that I can actually call not just friends, but family. Someone that's going to encourage me to do better in my life, in my walk with God. Someone that wants to see me succeed instead of fail. But I, something that was turned around that God had spoke to me. He in in prayer one night. I think it was uh, my junior year in high school. I was uh, praying, getting ready to to teach a Wednesday night Bible study for my youth, and uh, God just suddenly subtly slipped this word, and He said, "Show me your destination or your determination." Show me your determination, and I'll show you your destination. So, tonight, I really, I want to give you my heart, and I, I feel like these boys, they want to give you their heart. And um, God watches your determination. He watches for your drive, your passion, your want to do, your willingness to do His work and His will. And tonight, today, this morning, this afternoon, God is talking to somebody today, and he, won't, he wants to see your willingness to succeed, not your willingness to fail. I, I, I want to give this over to Dominion. Um, give me one of your, your biggest, I guess, uh, words of advice that has left an imprint on your life. Now, I know that you, Ethan, have heard the, the sermon, Watch Out, There's a Wolf, that our pastor preaches. Mm-hmm. Now, not trying to correct you, but it was hello, it's a wolf. Hello, it's a wolf. <laughs> so, we find in that the reference story that he used was Little Red Riding Hood, right? Mm-hmm. And if you look in the scripture, there's a Little Red Riding Hood story in Genesis 27, right? We find ourselves with Jacob the hill grabber <laughs> uh, deceiving his brother of his birthright. Uh, 27 and 21, Then Isaac said to Jacob, Come near so I can touch you, my son, to know whether you really are my, my son Esau or not. Jacob went close to his father Isaac who touched him and said, The voice is the voice of Jacob, and the hands are the hands of Esau. Now, I, I know many times that if we don't know the voice of God, then we'll get thrown off. 
there's a lot of people who sound like they're in the scripture. There's a lot of people mm-hmm. who sound like a profound pre- preacher, like they know. Yeah, go ahead. Exactly, go ahead. Exactly what they're talking about, but a lot of people aren't. Don't have the. The Bible said in the last days there will be false prophets and uh, false prophecies spoken, and this goes back to the podcast last week where we were talking about um, the shepherd and his voice. The sheep follow the shepherd by the sound of his voice. And there's many people that like to say they've heard the voice of God, but they've also have been deceived. So uh, that's a great word, man. Um, Mike, I'm going to give you a, a, a time to uh, share your heart, bro. All right, yeah, this one little bit different um when i was growing up i didn't really understand it but i started hearing it when i was about like 10 years old and i remember him saying it and the quote was he would look at me right in my eye and you could almost feel something out of this saying and i didn't quite understand it yet but he said it's better to not even start doing anything than to start and to try to quit and that stuck with me for a little while, all the way until I got a little on in life and I started a few things. I mean, I wasn't ready to quit yet, so I wasn't to the second part of the quote. But I got to where it was time to quit. And I can tell you it was the hardest, hardest thing in the world. And so many people go through it, whether it be a porn addiction, a drinking addiction, nicotine addiction, meth addiction any addiction or any other things that's not like God when you start something it creates a whole new atmosphere in your life no matter how far you go how far down the road you go it's always going to be harder than if you never started yes peer pressure is hard you got your friends and family that may even try to push you into it but after you started and try to quit is when a whole different summary happens. Mm-hmm. There's also peer pressure that could be closer to God. Um, so, to add a little bit of, to give you just a little bit of context of me, I have friends that go to a school that I'm trying to reach right now. And to be honest, while we've been trying to do this podcast, I've been joking and laughing a lot. But I just received a video of two of my friends that I've been trying to reach for about over a year now, drinking and acting dumb. And I told them, I texted, I said, I'm praying for y'all. That's all I've sent back to them. And they basically, in their drunkenness, just said to shut up, stop praying. So there's peer pressure to, to be worldly. There's peer pressure to vape. There's peer pressure to drink. There's also peer pressure to push, to go further, to stop acting, to act, stop acting mellow, stop acting lukewarm, stop acting comfortable, and to push and get more hot for God. When you've done all to stand, stand there for, all we can do is show a determination, a willingness, and it goes back to listening to the voice of your shepherd, knowing the voice, and always never giving up keep pushing keep pursuing god god hasn't gave up on you there's no reason for you to give up on him and there's no reason for you to give up on your friends that are acting stupid 
There's no reason for you to give up the determination to reach those friends because believe it or not, my friend, God can reach those friends. And um, if God can turn a murderer into a preacher, he can turn a drinker into a, into a Holy Ghost tongue-talking speaker. You know, everything about starting, you know, they used, when I was younger, I would start off doing a sin. You know, it wasn't, I mean, it's still a sin, but it wasn't that bad. You know, maybe it started off, you know, sixth grade. It's just a little cuss word. Ain't no big deal. You know, but at that time, if someone would have offered me something, I would have never took it. I would have never took it one time. But at that time, it was just a little cuss word. It wasn't that bad. I'd slip one here and there, and then I got used to it. And then here came the next thing. Something else a friend had offered me. You know, I took it. I kept going with it. And then... Slowly enough, it's one thing after another. It slowly starts climbing itself. It don't go from an extreme, you know. It don't just go from, you know, being sober all the time and living a good life, living for God to extreme. The devil slowly works his way on you. And I'm speaking from experience. I'm sure all of us know here how it works. It starts mm -hmm. off as just a little bitty sin that the devil tries to slip his way in. Yeah. And then before we know it, we're turning back and we're like, wow, why have I walked this road so long? So if there's anything I have to tell you tonight, it's to go ahead and turn around and look down that road and to try to walk back. Because if you keep going, maybe a week, two weeks, three weeks, the Bible says it'll only be fun for a season. Mm -hmm. And it may be fun right now. But by the time it's not fun, we turn around and have walked miles. So I encourage anybody that's listening tonight to turn around now and start walking your way back to God. Another thing that leads you back to God is the voice. In the middle of your trial, the voice will always. Uh, just to give a story about the voice, um, me and my cousin are very close. Well, my brother sitting beside me. He and me are we're openly able to admit that we're favorite cousins. You know, people don't say they don't show favorites in their family, but we openly admit that, right? We don't care. So, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it is what it is. it is. So, he got, we thought we were going to be in a situation perfect where he was living with us, going to school with us. Something happened. He had to go to Texas. Well, he stuck in Texas for a while. When he came back, it was a time period where we grew kind of, we grew apart. And I was at a camp, Camp Olive. If you haven't been to Camp Olive, you definitely need to research it and go because it's a life-changing camp. Regardless, he wasn't staying at the camp. But if you weren't in the dorms, they're very dark when the lights are on. I mean, there's cement buildings. If the light's not on, then there's no, there's no sunlight coming in. And he was in the dorm, and I heard him in there. So I went, and everybody's greeting him. Everybody's loving on him. It's it's fun. And I hug him, and I say, I love you so much, Mike. And he said, I love y'all too. I can't, hear, I can't see anybody's faces, so I don't know who I'm hugging right now. And I said, you couldn't recognize my voice? And it almost it hurt me. It it really did. It cut me. And I know he was probably talking about the other people, whatever, whatever the justification was. It doesn't matter. What matters is, is that in that moment, he couldn't recognize my voice, and and we were close. So God's in this moment where you 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 and him have grown apart. Apart. You put him on the back burner, and. There's this time period where y'all were so close, but now you're far apart. And 
God speak spoken to you and God's talking to you and you're responding to all the voices that are coming in daily because you're listening to these songs through these TikTok videos. You're listening to this and this and that. And so you're hearing all the chaos around you and you speak to the chaos and, and you can't recognize the voice of God in the middle of it. And I just want to let you know that if you would get that relationship back, the familiar, the familiar, familiarity. <laughs> I can't even I say can't it right, man. Well, whatever. Familiarity. Familiar <laughs> to the voice, to the voice of God. Wow, we can't we can't uh, pronounce that word very it's good. It is very difficult. I give him that. Hey, that we're the country boys. I we don't know how to say it properly. Familiar, familiar, that's the that's that's your comedic relief right there, but there is still a message behind it. Uh but um, I'm I'm trying I'm trying to find find a uh, I know what I'm gonna say. Um, pursue through the persecution. Pursue through the misperception. Pursue through the miscommunication. Though the world is showing a more available and loving ministry, you still got a God on the other side that's got a valuable promise. What the world is given is something that's only temporary. But what God has given is is eternal it's forever it's it lasts forever so what what i've i've felt like i've i've heard through this whole thing tonight is that we need to be determined need to know the voice of god and we need no, we need to know not to quit yeah, go ahead. I'm not trying to wind down. I'm just yeah, okay. just trying to so bring a conclusion. Not God, conclusion. You, you know, I heard, I believe it was you, Brother Ethan, was preaching, and he said, in order to listen to the deep, you have to go to the deep. Am I correct? Was that you teaching us in Sunday school? Was it you that said that? Yeah. Yeah, I believe so. But, you know, there's a time where we got to spend our life with God. And, you know, there was once an elderly man who asked me a question, and I'm going to ask you this today, Dominion. Walking with God is lonely, isn't it? Yes. Now, Elijah, it, it's very lonely, but I want you to answer me something else. How do you think that makes God feel after he said that? After everything he said, after all he has said, you turn in the Bible and it said that he would never leave thee and he would never forsake thee. Never, ever. The word never, if you look it up in the dictionary, it is a never ending. Never ends. The word infinity, eternal. It's never changing. That's the word never. So people want to say when they're back, so they know God doesn't love me anymore. Well, I find in the Bible it said never. He was never going to leave thee. There's another scripture along those lines. He said he was a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. Now I got my brother right here and I can't imagine anything else closer to me. But there is. 
Now let that dawn. You have a brother. Brother LaRue, you have a brother. Yeah. But imagine somebody that's closer to you than your brother. Imagine someone who would give their life for you. And people say, you know, they start talking about God's death and why he died for us. But they say it almost like just somebody else died. Oh, the Lord died for you. Yeah, well, what does that mean? We don't, I mean, we know he died for us. I mean, people say they could take a bullet for somebody else, but it was a lot more than just a quick death. People don't want to talk about all the times that he was beat by a whip. They don't want to talk about how he had to walk miles with a cross that we don't know how much it weighed. They don't want to talk about how he was slowly lifted up and as he would hit the top, that it would jolt him yeah. on it. And that a spear was ran through his side and a crown of thorns upon his head and blood would trickle out of his ribs and out of his eyes as he sat there in a slow and painful death. So it's more than just God died for you. It's more than just a close friend. It's more than just a brother. It's somebody who will always be there for you. People want to say, it's hard to quit an addiction. Well, it was hard for God to die on the cross. It's hard to quit what I'm doing. Well, it was hard for God to have to pray when everybody else was sleeping. Brother Dominion, what you got to add to this? Now, I'm I'm literally going to hand this back to you because you're flowing in a very good anointing right now. But I just want to give you a little context. Um... I just did a little bit of research after you said that. I'm not an expert, so if there's if it's more, just correct me. That's fine, whatever. But there was some research done, and uh, a French architect found out that the cross weighed around 165 pounds. Now, uh, don't forget, he was crucified on top of a hill or a mountain, right? So um, I'm going to do a little bit more research while, while you're talking, but he had to carry this up that mountain. Okay, and something else about a mountain is that we don't actually think about is the higher you go and climb it, the windier it is. The less air you have to breathe. So on top of everything he went through, he was probably swaying in the air, losing breath. Oh, this sends chill bumps down my back, but he walked approximately one hour to three hours. With 165 pounds of sin, transgression, iniquity on his back. All right, let's just put it at the least of the least. I want you to go right now, if you can, if you can even think to do it. And I want you to grab 165 pounds. Now, you ain't got to cut yourself open in all things God did. But I want you to take 165 pounds and place it on your back at a gym. And go walk on a treadmill for just one hour and see how you feel. I bet that's a whole lot harder than a nicotine addiction. I bet that's a whole lot harder than a pornography addiction. If people would just sit back and close their eyes and try to realize what God actually done for you. Just so that you could have a chance to make it a heaven. People back before God, before he had came back in the flesh... If they sinned one time, it was it. But you have multiple chances. How many times have you fallen on your face? I know that the Bible says that a righteous man would fall seven times. 
But how many times have you failed? And then God's everlasting mercy, the blood that he bled for you. After all he has said, you turned in the Bible and it said that he would never leave thee and he would never forsake thee. Never, ever. The word never, if you look it up in the dictionary, it is a never ending. Never ends. The word infinity, eternal. It's never changing. That's the word never. So people want to say when they're back, so they know God doesn't love me anymore. Well, I find in the Bible it said never. He was never going to leave thee. There's another scripture along those lines. He said he was a friend that's sticking closer than a brother. Now I got my brother right here and I can't imagine anything else closer to me. But there is. Now let that dawn. You have a brother. Brother LaRue, you have a brother. Yeah. But imagine somebody that's closer to you than your brother. Imagine someone who would give their life for you. And people say, you know, they start talking about God's death and why he died for us. But they say it almost like just somebody else died. Oh, the Lord died for you. Yeah, well, what does that mean? We don't, I mean, we know he died for us. I mean, people say they could take a bullet for somebody else, but it was a lot more than just a quick death. People don't want to talk about all the times that he was beat by a whip. They don't want to talk about how he had to walk miles with a cross that we don't know how much it weighed. They don't want to talk about how he was slowly lifted up and as he would hit the top, that it would jolt him on it. And that a spear was ran through his side and a crown of thorns upon his head and blood would trickle out of his ribs and out of his eyes as he sat there in a slow and painful death. So it's more than just God died for you. It's more than just a close friend. It's more than just a brother. It's somebody who will always be there for you. People want to say, it's hard to quit an addiction. Well, it was hard for God to die on the cross. It's hard to quit what I'm doing. Well, it was hard for God to have to pray when everybody else was sleeping. Brother Dominion, what you got to add to this? Now, I'm I'm literally going to hand this back to you because you're flowing in a very good anointing right now. But I just want to give you a little context. Um... I just did a little bit of research after you said that. I'm not an expert, so if there's if it's more, just correct me. That's fine, whatever. But there was some research done, and uh, a French architect found out that the cross weighed around 165 pounds. Now, uh, don't forget, he was crucified on top of a hill or a mountain, right? So um, I'm going to do a little bit more research while, while you're talking, but he had to carry this up that mountain. Okay, and something else about a mountain is that we don't actually think about is the higher you go and climb it, the windier it is. The less air you have to breathe. So on top of everything he went through, he was probably swaying in the air, losing breath. Oh, this sends chill bumps down my back, but he walked approximately one hour to three hours. With 165 pounds of sin, transgression, iniquity on his back. 
All right, let's just put it at the least of the least. I want you to go right now, if you can, if you can even think to do it. And I want you to grab 165 pounds. Now, you ain't got to cut yourself open and all thing God did. But I want you to take 165 pounds and place it on your back at a gym and go walk on a treadmill for just one hour and see how you feel. I bet that's a whole lot harder than a nicotine addiction. I bet that's a whole lot harder than a pornography addiction. If people would just sit back and close their eyes and try to realize what God actually done for you, just so that you could have a chance to make it a heaven. People back before God, before he had came back in the flesh, if they sinned one time, it was it. But you have multiple chances. How many times have you fallen on your face? I know that the Bible says that a righteous man would fall seven times. But how many times have you fell? And then God's everlasting mercy, the blood that he bled for you. Now, to add on that blood, the cross that Jesus carried for you, I don't know if you like to picture a pretty cross, but this this was a, a cross that had splinters. It was not curated. It was not, it was not sanded down to a fine, smooth, smooth. And open flesh, if you want to add something on that. I work at a sawmill. And our sawmill is a rough cut mill where with our our cross ties, which are used in railroads and stuff like that, everything is rough cut. There's splinters poking out of it. There's uh, it's it's all it's all just not pretty. It's not good at all. Just think about having that rough cut lumber rough cut tie on your back those things are heavy dude I've, I've dealt with them for the last year and a half now walk walk so many miles up a hill so many hours and I mean I'm not trying to make you feel bad but in a sense to make to make your your mindset change there's got to be something that really turns your perspective. Calvary was not some kind of pretty Calvary where, oh, God was, he was, we, we put it as, oh, he was just beaten for for this. He was bruised for this. And he was, he was, he just, God was beaten. Skin ripped holes in his body, bro. Spit on, kicked with a hundred and some odd pounds fell he fell multiple times on the way up this fall all that weight falling on top of him countless times ribs broken femur messed up and then gets to the gets to the point where he's nailed to this thing and he's ready to be stood up I, we all know this—the feeling of when you're you're laying, you're, you're playing in a chair, and you're scooting back, and you're throwing yourself. But I'm—you—you you gave me this right now. You're throwing yourself back, but that one time where you're thrown back all the way back. I want you to take this in reverse, though. With those nails in your hands, those nails in his feet, going forward. Joint snapping at the point of impact. Bones dislocating 
at the point of impact. I mean, that's probably the same thing, but I mean, I'm not medical educated. I'm just, I'm trying to point it, put it in a perspective that Calvary is not beautiful. It's not just someday our sin was washed away by his blood. It was, but let me just say that if we can't recognize the sacrifice, the determination, that the, the, the calling, the plan that God had set, was fulfilled by a gruesome death on Calvary. And there's a lot of condemnation by other other people saying, well, why do y'all worship that kind of sacrifice religion? Why do you have to worship with blood? Why do you have to... you got to understand, if it wasn't for His blood, you wouldn't be breathing today. If it wasn't for His blood, you wouldn't have any kind of forgiveness to come back to. You wouldn't have an open arm to come back to. You've turned yourself around and and you've neglected the love of God when the nail scars are still in His hands. The open wound on the side is still there. You know, it was proven when 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 he was stabbed and it, it blood and water came out separate. It was believed it was because of a contusion of his heart, where there was a bubble of water around his heart. And when it happened, it busted. Jesus died of heartbreak. And uh, we've we've been a while tonight, and uh, I know everybody y'all probably got a lot to say more, but um, but the will of God for our lives comes with determination, the leading of the voice of the Lord, never quitting, and understanding that God died for us. We failed him, but he still died. The very people that spit on him, the very people that mocked his name, the very people that put the nails in his hands were the ones he died for. And every sin we commit today is the same as those that were committed 2,000 years ago. So I, I I really want you to understand. God never gave up on you. Let there be determination. Let there be a willingness. Open your ears and listen to the voice of God. And never quit in times like these. Thank you for viewing. Thank you for being a part of this podcast. Make sure you like, share, subscribe to the channels. Uh, listen on Spotify. Listen on Apple Music or Apple Podcasts. Thank you for joining. Love you and God bless.